Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Not the greatest, Amy. I know, it's been a hard it's been a hard couple of days. It has, and Miss Josephine Skaggs is is really sad as well. Yes. I'm really sad. That's a callback um, for for our listeners. Right. Right. Yeah. We uh we just in May talked ahead of this week in SBC history talking about Josephine Skaggs, who got to meet the Queen when she was named an honorary member of the Order of the British Empire in 1956. In 1956, she met Queen Elizabeth, and we just lost Queen Elizabeth yesterday. Yeah. I'm so sad. I I cried. I sat in my on my couch here when it got announced and it it crushed me to watch um the the news like the reporters who were kind of uh they were british correspondents and so these are people you know who are citizens there and watching them trying to report on this when they were really wrestling and struggling with their own grief it was it was heartbreaking yeah yeah really sad but Talking speaking of Josephine Skaggs, I did get something. One of our listeners, friend of the pod, good friend of the pod, Matthew Hurt, who is uh, serving on the field now, he sent me a clipping of Miss May Perry, also Southern Baptist missionary to Nigeria. She was the second Southern Baptist missionary to be named an officer of That's so the cool. Order of the British Empire in recognition of her educational services in Nigeria. So uh, he, he uh, shot me a, a, a clipping of that. And it was really neat. Just sh- actually shows the picture. I don't think we have that from Josephine Skaggs. We just have her reflections where she talked about me- getting to meet the queen. And uh, when, when she passed away, her obituary talked about that honor. Um, but really, really, uh, Lots of great memories popping up and I'm hearing all kinds of stories right now, but I'm sure it'll be it. We've, I think we're about to enter into, you know, around the world. We're going to all watch this. The next 10 days will be full of all kinds of things. Yep. And uh, a good friend of the pot, Ashlyn Portero is in England now. And she was posting pictures this morning from Buckingham Palace outside where all the flowers and everything are. Yeah. Kind of wild. Well, it's really amazing. Yep. Sad news to kind of start the uh, the week out on here on the podcast, but uh, we'll jump into it and, and kind of get on with the show here. If you're looking for theological education that includes both academic challenge and hands-on ministry experience, then check out Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And the best way to experience Southwestern is to attend their fall preview day on October 21st. Preview days are your opportunity to see firsthand all that Southwestern Seminary has to offer. During your visit, you'll tour the campus, speak with faculty members, chat with fellow students, and hear from President Adam W. Greenway and experience the unique campus community of Southwestern Seminary. Fall preview day is October 21st, so register today for free at swbts.edu slash preview. That's swbts.edu slash preview. Preview. Going to see Dr. Greenway and our good friends from Southwestern in about one week, Amy, as everybody comes to town for the SBC Executive Committee meetings here in Nashville. And uh, and you're actually getting to come. I am. Yes, about that? I will be there. I will be there. So first time back in um, a year and a half to an EC meeting, I guess, or I guess June 
in Nashville. Yeah, but those don't count. Twenty twenty one was my last <laughs> one. But first time since February twenty twenty one for a, an EC meeting at the building. For yeah. Me. So so I'll be there. Yeah. All right. You mentioned the annual meeting, and we start this week with hotel information is now available for the twenty twenty three annual meeting. Yes, it's not quite time to open up reservations that will come on Monday, October 3rd, but we do have uh, the list up now yes. at the meeting website. So it it kind of explains like here what the there are two convention hotels, the Sheraton New Orleans and the New Orleans Marriott on Canal Street. It gives the distance, gives the rate, so, sort of allows people to be able to see where it's going to be and start thinking about where they might want to to choose to stay. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's got a map. It's great. Yes. All right. So a couple of notes on this. You'll notice the Sheraton New Orleans and the New Orleans Marriott are six blocks to the convention right. center. It's about a half a mile. So this past year we were in Anaheim and you basically walked out of the hotel into the convention center. Right. Not the case this year because of the late move, because of just the way New Orleans is set up. They don't have a convention center hotel that like connects like we had in Birmingham or Dallas or something like that, or next year in Indianapolis in 2024. Right. Unfortunately, the Hilton, which is the most adjacent, we do have some rooms right. in the Hilton. Uh, you'll see that on there. Uh, but we don't really have the rooms that we need, like the thousands of rooms that we need for right. the convention. To- yeah, to Next make it door. the con- to make it to the official yes. to make it the official convention yes. hotel. So, and even that Hilton is not like it, it was a little bit of a. Oh, walk. it's it's not adjacent. I mean, it says yeah. adjacent, but there's a massive parking <laughs> it's not lot. Really, it's yeah. basically a two block walk from the Hilton. Right. So yeah, there there are options, and we will have shuttles. So that's what I was getting to. It's like yes, we're going to be six blocks away, but this year we will have shuttles that'll run back and forth and back and forth, and we're working with the committee on order of business to. Make sure that the timing of everything is set where you have time to, if you need to get back to a lunch event or a dinner event at the hotel, you can do so easily without worry. So we're working on that. So we'll, we'll make that happen and everything. So it's it's there. Just know whenever you're looking at this, if you stay at a convention hotel or the co-convention hotel, there will be shuttles for those. And there may be shuttles for the others as well. So we're, we're still working on that. Shuttle information will be available more in the spring once we have all that finalized. So yep. just know that shuttles will be available. So stay at the convention hotels. We got, I think about 2000 rooms at the convention hotels. It was like just, okay. just South of 2000 rooms. It's like 1800 or something like that. Uh, at those two hotels, they're big high rise hotels. There's a, a lot of opportunity for you to stay at the convention hotel and really enjoy that, that atmosphere at the convention hotels for the SBC annual meeting in June. All right. Very good. Check it out. See what you want to do and mark your calendars yes. for October 3rd. October 3rd. It's, we're just doing it the first Monday in October at 8 a.m. Central. So be ready. All right, Amy. First of the month. You know what that means. CP. All right. We got one month left, Amy. One month. And we are $9.7 million above budget right now. So close to a potential $200 million cooperative program budget year. So, so close. Come on. We got one month yeah. left. Yeah. It's, it's like, over the top. We need like $16.2 million total. The The total right now is is at $183,848,856.88. Don't forget the 88 cents. So just like $16.2 million and we'll get there. So, I mean, we're, we're so, so close. Uh, like a normal budget month would get us there, I think. 
That's very exciting. We got to do this. Yes. We got to do this really close. And you know what the really exciting thing too is on the other side of things? What? The designated giving has already topped 200 million. It is at $202 million and that is $13.2 million more than where it was last year at this time. So our, it looks like Lottie and Annie will both be way up this year. And we're also going to see a great increase in the cooperative program too. So that's great. Financial giving across the SBC continues to be strong. Uh, there are some financial headwinds we're hitting as a nation. And a lot of churches, I think, are facing those. But uh, we're getting there. So still rolling ahead. Very good. All right. Some cool news out of South Texas this week. Uh, the Texas Baptists have partnered with Send Relief to launch a ministry center in Laredo, Texas, down on the border. Yeah, I saw this. So this is going to be kind of serving the Rio Grande Valley area, and it will connect churches to ministry opportunities so they can meet physical needs, spiritual needs. It'll offer compassion ministry training for churches and volunteer mission teams. Um, It's a great way. There's lots of uh, vulnerable people and families there on the border. It's a great avenue just for churches to get involved. Absolutely, and Send Relief will soon be offering mission trip opportunities for churches from across the country to go down to Laredo and serve. And you can go over to sendrelief.org and find out more about those. So if you go to sendrelief.org and slash trips or find the trips button at sendrelief.org, you can find out how your church can be a part of not just this ministry center in Texas, but the other 18 across the country that they have a great opportunities for churches to serve, to partner with everything going on over at Send Relief. Amy, we uh, we have some sad news, though, from Washita Baptist. A starting defensive lineman, Clark Yarbrough, collapsed and passed away this past weekend, right after yeah. their, their big game that they had against uh, OBU the other night, the other OBU, Oklahoma Baptist University. Yeah, this is just heartbreaking. These these stories always just crush me. Um out of colleges and stuff when this happens occasionally with, with athletes. So he just, he collapsed. They provided emergency assistance. The university staff did, and then, you know, got emergency responders there, but he did not, uh, did not survive. And a great, just beautiful obituary at Baptist press there um, that came from the Washita, you know, that they, that they released that Washita had released that, Sounds like he was just a wonderful student in so many areas, academically, uh, spiritually, a leader, uh, you know, just a great person and that his teammates, I think, are, are really struggling. Um, so just crushed praying for the, the folks at Washita yes. and for his family. Yes, absolutely. And also praying for our friends up in New Madrid, Missouri, where New Madrid Baptist Church uh, Pastor Jeff Polk lost his wife in a two-car collision this past week. She was a mm. nurse practitioner coming home from a shift, uh, you know, finishing up work, coming home. And a 19-year-old driver in a 2012 Chevrolet Cruze failed to yield and basically ran into her car, and she was dead on the scene. That's so sad. Um, it says that she did a lot of work in uh, medical mission trips, just went to to Honduras for that in July. Um, so this is, as you said, New Madrid Baptist Church up in Missouri and uh, just crushing, obviously, for that family and for that entire church. Yes. So these last last couple of stories are pretty sad. Yes. Uh, some tragedies across the Southern Baptist Convention this past week. Uh, uh, it just you know it reminds us of the, the ever urgent work that we have uh, to uh, disciple and to evangelize as Southern Baptist and um, just some sad news from Missouri and from Arkansas. So that's going to do it for our news this week. Amy, 
bring us to our favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1961 uh, to just something that I found interesting, kind of the beginning of something. This is something I have noticed in state convention nomenclature from time to time. So in 1961, it was published in Baptist Press that the executive board of what at that time was the Baptist General Convention of Arizona, that they had voted to recommend a name change to be the Arizona Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, which now is actually known as the Arizona Southern Baptist Mission Network. But I found this so interesting, this story, because we've talked about name changes for the last uh, several years. You know, every time the, the, the issue about name change comes up, we bring up, hey, this has been going on for over 100 years. It's continued to be introduced. This was one where a state convention wanted to add the name Southern because they wanted to designate their affiliation with the SBC. And it, what's interesting is it says that this just shows kind of the difference. It says some pastors that some pastors in states outside the South in 1961 wanted a change in the, the Southern Baptist convention. So they were already talking, let's pull Southern out. Arizona was really saying we want to keep it on the national level and add it in here. They said that the addition of the word Southern would make the group more easily identified in Arizona, where there are other nationwide groups of Baptists. If adopted, Arizona would be the third state convention to refer to Southern Baptists in its title, California and Kansas doing so already, which we also have the California Southern Baptist convention. Um, it was just a, kind of a note in history to, to just say, this has been an ongoing conversation with people on opposite sides all the time that even back in 61, when Arizona is wanting to add the distinction so that they're identified by people there. Um, others were saying, no, we don't want to, to make this connection because we're not the South and we'd like it to be different. So this has been a wide spectrum of opinions and I just kind of wanted to contribute that to uh, just to see all the different facets of this uh, that have been going on for a very long time and was being talked about this week in SBC history in 1961. So you mentioned California Southern Baptist Convention. That is the official name there. Right. And the Kansas, Nebraska is officially the Kansas, Nebraska Convention of Southern Baptist. So those yeah. those remain. Yeah. So for them in those states at the time, it was more about identifying to people because there's, you know, General Baptist or, you know, whatever, American Baptist. Uh, it was more about saying we're with that group where other states were saying we want something that delineate, you know, that that demonstrates it's bigger than the South. So it's just interesting how depending on where you were in the country and uh, what the purpose and desire was that people had all different views on this as they continue to, uh, you know, cause we hear lots of different perspectives on this even now. Yeah. So it just shows it, this, this conversation has been around for a long time and lots of people have felt different ways about it. So I found it fascinating. All right. Well, very cool. All right. Well, that's going to lead us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is. Oh, I had a tough time deciding what to make my resource of the week because I wanted it to be something having to do with the queen. And I have a lot of books 
about the queen. There's one by um, Sally Bedell Smith, a, a biography. There's another one called the last queen, but I just got a book last night, got it uh, for my Kindle called the queen's speech, an intimate portrait of the queen in her own words. And it basically is a book as opposed to, you know, a standard biography. It's a book that uses various speeches throughout her reign to, to tell us what that's, what it says about her character. So it starts with her first broadcast in December, 1940 and all the way like through her life, like hitting various points. I mean, obviously it can't hit everything. She dressed uh, the, the UK and the world so many times, but it hits on some of the high points. I just got it last night. So I haven't really gotten a chance to, to read it yet, but it, it shares what those speeches tell us about her. It was published in 2015, but I just did not know about it. And so I found it last night and very interested to, to read that someone's what someone chooses to say publicly um, and how they choose to address in her case, her subjects uh, tells us a lot about what they care about. So that's just one. There's so many things out there about her. And uh, now certainly at the time that will reflect a lot. All right. My resource of the week is a new album, Amy. I don't know if you've seen this, but Amy Grant today, I don't know if you know this today, September 9th is the 25th anniversary of Amy Grant's album behind the eyes which was kind of her most critically acclaimed yeah. album. Yeah. And so she is releasing a 25th anniversary expanded edition. That's awesome. So it is out. It's like two CDs or three vinyls and a huge track list. I, I can't uh, see 18 bonus tracks, 12 remastered tracks from the original B-sides, demos, two brand new reimagined tracks. I mean, just all kind of stuff. So That's incredible. Yeah. So the new album from Amy Grant, a new old album, I guess, from That's Amy right. Grant. Behind the eyes, so the twenty yeah, fifth anniversary. She's fixing to go on she's tour on with tour. that. Yeah, yeah. So she, I guess she's doing well from her um, the the biking accident she had a few weeks ago, which is yeah. great. So twenty five city tour throughout September and October. That's a lot of tour uh, to hit in two months. By the way, uh, will yes. include new songs from the new album. So yeah, very cool. So yeah, very releases cool. today, so you can get That's your twenty awesome. fifth anniversary album from Amy Grant today. That's awesome. All right. All right. Well, hey, that's it for uh, the show this week. Um, Amy, let, let's end it on something. We'll kind of circle back to the beginning here. Maybe your favorite memory of the queen or your favorite anecdote or whatever. Oh, man. I've, I have read so many lately, I, but I love that one that got told. I, I, the video has been passing around again, but it was coming around after her jubilee of the, the man from the Royal police. Oh, the lady who, in the Hills that didn't recognize her. And yes, hey, this lady uh, knows a queen. <laughs> I absolutely love that one. I also love, uh, the one I was reading about when, uh, when she had the, the prince from Saudi Arabia. And this was at a time when like, there's been a lot of turmoil over years about the women not being allowed to drive. And that they were headed somewhere and she got in the driver's seat and she drove and she drove too fast or, you know, something. And he was like, please stop. I, I, I thought that was, was pretty hilarious. She had quite a sense of humor and I just love that. I have also really enjoyed all these clips that have popped up of her doing various documentaries or things. And it'll, 
it'll have sort of a moment in the documentary where she got mischievous or made a joke or whatever. And you just see that smile. I love it. I also love the commercial, uh, the, or the thing she did with Paddington bear. I think that was, uh, was pretty amazing. Too. You, you that, did I take yours? You I love it. It's Having so tea great. with Paddington bear. It's, so I, it's great. amazing. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the pastor of Tate's Creek Presbyterian church, Robert Cunningham in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, uh, no, I do not. Okay, well, there's a there's a pastor in Lexington, K- Kentucky. Is it Tate's Creek Presbyterian? I bet. Yes, he is. So he told a story about how, but he had this on Twitter about maybe we should. I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes about how she he was visiting Parliament and he asked someone like he was taking a tour or whatever, and he asked the guy giving him a tour, "What's the best story you have about the Queen?" And the guy told him this story about how she was coming. She always would come for that thing where she opens Parliament. And as she got older, there was a huge staircase and it was really tough for her to get up. So this has only been in the last, you know, handful of years. And so they had an elevator that they would uh, use to take her up. So she's in all her regalia. This is this like major formal thing gets on the elevator and the guy who runs the elevator um, pushes the wrong button. And when the door opens, he's on the, it's on the wrong floor and a, a lady who worked for the maintenance department, like with a cleaning cart gets on, she's just doing her job. She gets on the elevator, doesn't realize. And the cart has the queen like pinned by, uh, to the wall. And apparently she looked up and responded with a, a word that expressed her horror that probably you shouldn't say. I have no idea what queen. it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, the, the explanation was very discreet. Blimey. Maybe. Yeah. And so, th- but then um, the, I guess it was awkward for a second. And then the queen starts laughing, I think, and then had her come off the elevator with her and process, you know, to the door or something, her and this lady, Alice, I think with the clean. And then after that, every year she had um, Alice for tea for the rest of Alice's life. That's awesome. So I just, what I love are all these things that just show who she was as a person. Yeah. And um, just a, a, a delightful, she was an incredibly gifted and wise leader. And uh, that definitely, I think, as the stories are told over the next 10 days, that's what we are going to see is how this, uh, how this woman had such a quiet and humble leadership that made such a difference around the world. Hey, you know how sometimes Southern Baptist heads, you know, presidents get invited to things or whatever? Yes. Hey, Bart Barber? Send Amy to the Queen's funeral. Oh, man. She could be our emissary, our head of state to the Queen's funeral. Yes. No? Man. Now, Amy I will would pro- go. I, I, will, I will send her some points and, and miles and stuff to get her over there so we can make it happen. So I know it's kind of a, a bit of a downer episode this week, but a good episode nonetheless, some good news. Uh, and don't forget, again, October 3rd, housing opens, hotel registration opens for the SBC annual meeting in New Orleans. Be sure to join us there in New Orleans. Amy, I will see you next week. See you next week.